Welcome to Get Your Rocks Off with Mick Wall, the world's leading rock and metal writer. Each week, he'll unpack stories, stories that you won't find in print. So pour yourself a Jack and Coke and get ready to get your rocks off. This episode is brought to you by the Get Your Store. For all of your Get Your Rocks Off merch, including t-shirts, face masks, and yep, Hotel Tropicana coffee mugs, head over to getyourstore.com. John, here we are back in the Get Your Rocks palatial Get Your Rocks of studio. Studio purpose built. Purpose built. For us. You've got like a small doorway. I've got a big doorway. <laughs> it's like a stage entrance. That's right. It's like when Ozzy used to come up on his throne. That's right. Now there's a, a, a tall entrance for you, a slightly less tall entrance for me. Yeah. But when we sit, you'll notice I'm in the, it looks like the throne from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're in... I'm what? on a stool. I'm on a little sort of three-legged <laughs> stool you got from the pub. I got from the milkmaid on the yeah, farm. Yeah, Dolly, her name is. Yeah, Dolly the milkmaid. All milkmaids are called Dolly. Yes, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Um, so anyway, uh, John, um, what are we doing today? You were, you, you were telling me about something you saw on television. I did the television, yeah. Well, I was, I, I was flipping through the television. Because As you, you do. You know, we just come out of lockdown. There's, no, there's not, you know, like gigs every night and things like that. Not that I want to go to a gig every night, but there aren't, even if you should want a musical fix. One isn't allowed to go to them at the moment, although that's very soon to change. You haven't been to a gig in about 18 I years. Yes, because I predicted lockdown. I said, I'm going to start now. I'll start now. You lot join in when you feel like it. Absolutely. But I'll be right. And I was. <laughs> Eventually. And I was. And I Eventually. Was, yeah. So I th- a film came on the Sky Arts channel. And I thought, has a film about anything more boring ever been commissioned? And I remember those times they used to show you like Swedish railway journeys, you know, which were relaxed. So they put a, a camera in the front of a sweet, you know, train that was going through picturesque locations. And it was if you were the driver and it went on for hours and hours. It was very lulling, very soothing. This was when the, you were still the, in the home. No, no, this was the musical equivalent of that because it was the, a film about the making of Deep Purple's la, final album which came out a couple of years ago. I don't know if it's officially their final album. There's a bit when they're all talking about it saying, well, you know, it probably could be because we're all of a certain age. No one knows what's going to happen. But then one of them says, when we made the last album, the one before this, we thought that might be it. Turned out it wasn't. This sounds like Iron Maiden. I think everybody's having that conversation. Yeah, is this the last one? You know, Ian Gillan is in his 70s. I mean, he looked great, I have to say. Look, he's had his hair cut short. He, you know, he looks great. He looks in really good shape. I, I think he's had the short hair for about 20 years you now. You don't know how short I mean. You've got I, no idea. The last time I saw Ian Gillan yeah. was, again, going back a few years. But he and Tony Iommi had got together to do a charity record. I think you say to accidentally rejoin Black. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't rule it out. Yeah. Uh, with Aussie looking dodgy. Aussie looking dodgy. There you uh, go, you see. Gillen. Gillen's still in fine voice. Yeah. He is in fine voice, but we were, we were doing um, the interviews in the basement of a hotel in London, and um, there were 
I think I was probably the only British journalist there. They're all foreign journalists, European journalists. And you know how excited they all get, you know. Uh, Tony Iommi, uh, yeah. so Tony, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you Tell are me. many years in Black Sabbath. Why you think of, uh, you know, this kind of thing. Yeah, exactly like that. And he's like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. Um, and they, would, they, did a, they did a charity record, and I can't remember what the charity was, but, you know, people in Eastern Europe or something. <laughs> and the record was called Who Cares? <laughs> Oh, that's good. Double-edged. Well, well I, I, it made me laugh because yeah, Ross Helfin always used to go, you go, I'm off to do a story on Bon Jovi. You go, who cares? <laughs> They're over. You go, I see the new Leopard album. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Maiden are coming up. Who yeah. cares? And then, so, and then he mysteriously does start to care. As yeah, soon as oh, they yeah, want him so, to go and photograph them. Yeah, oh, yeah. The band's very close to his wallet. Yeah. Uh, suddenly... He cares rather a lot about. Yeah. Perfectly fine. I'm, yeah. I'm the oh, same. We're all in business. Um, and uh, so we're doing who cares. And I've interviewed Tony. And, and there's people milling around. It's quite a large sort of basement area. There's a bar and you don't know what's going on. You know, you just need to do your thing and, and get the fuck out, don't you? So I interviewed Tony. Oh, I thought it was a good idea, you know. Um and and meanwhile, there's this guy sort of, you know, you can see like the young music journalists and the record company people and his Tony. And and then there's this guy, and I swear to God, John, I thought he must be like a hotel maintenance man or something because he was this really old guy, like really grey hair, kind of a bit baffled, you know, from yeah. a home for the bewildered, you know, yeah. a bit like that. And he's seen, I don't know what he's doing, but he's sort of, he's not knocking on walls or anything, but he's sort of milling around. Yeah, and yeah. I thought, old, old, odd job man's been here a long time, you know. So um, anyway, do the IOMI interview. And, I was like, and now it's, uh, we'll bring Ian over. I went, okay. They go and get the old <laughs> job man, the old boy who's looking baffled. Yeah. And they pull him over and go, do you know Ian? And I'm like, fuck me it's ian i didn't yeah. even recognize him yeah that's he just looks he looks um old yeah but he looks how uh, old yeah but that documentary how old was it oh it's two years old i mean they, oh, it's, they made it they made it two, 2018 they made this oh, i'm going back before that well he's had it he's 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 obviously like you know rebuilt his strength <laughs> he's back in and they have this weird setup they go what they do is they go to uh nashville to make this album, I think it's Nashville. Yeah, yeah, like. everybody goes. Go, yeah, everybody goes. Well, they used to because it's got this studio, man. But oh, it's they, amazing. But they, but they start off in a rehearsal. Great sound. They start in off the in a rehearsal out uh, studio. They've got. Re- yeah, they go, Ian, we've Ian. Got, we, yeah, we've got yeah, a rehearsal again, studio <laughs> to write the album. Right, so they've not even started. Not even started, and they just start jamming. They just start jamming this rehearsal studio, and. Uh, Bob Ezrin turns up. Who's going to produce it? Bob Ezrin produced. Bob Ezrin it. produced wow. it. Okay. Bob Ezrin, and Ezrin's like this sort of mad conductor. So they're in a room, and they've all got their little station. You've got Pacey on the drums. Pacey on the because, steady because, as a because rock they say, drum. Yeah, because they say oh, purple. Purple's all about the interaction between them. So they don't record in the normal way. They don't do separate. They all play together. That's how they record. Like it's still nineteen seventy. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much like that. They're yeah. like, what, what, yeah, what's what do you that mean? silver what? thing in your hand? Yeah, yeah. It's called a CD. Oh, yeah. can I have one? No, 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 they're gone now too. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be on a phone. <laughs> yeah. So they, that's how they... So they, and there's Don Airy, 
who's obviously in since the passing of John Lord. Love Don Airy. Yeah, he's great. He was great. And he's got, but he just plays the Hammond organ like Lordy did. So he's got these Hammond organ. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then there's Steve Morse, who's the uh, the replacement. The kid. The kid. He's only like 50, he's, he's, so no, he's, no, he's not. He's it. in his 60s. He reveals in his 60s. Steve Morse is in his 60s. And he's got um, a sort of progressive kind of arthritis thing in his hand. So he has well, to wear this special... Blackmore too he much. He has to wear this special glove while he's playing. He's got this he sort of fingerless on. glove on. Yeah. Because, you know, seriously, Blackmore does have a similar arthritis Yeah, they've spent 40 years dementedly fiddling about the guitar, haven't they? It takes its toll. So he's got this glove thing on. And then there's Roger Glover, obviously, on the bass. Wearing a hat. Wearing a, a baseball cap with hair hanging out the back. Yeah, yeah. so that, Roger, that hair Roger's comes did, with the Yeah, cap. it comes with the cap. Yeah. yeah. Rog. He's not wearing, the, he's said, not wearing so the four corner yeah. hanky okay. that so he used to So there's the four. So they're all playing. And then there's, there's a desk, like a, a school, not a school desk, slightly bigger than that, with a chair and a microphone in front of it. And Ian Gillen's sitting at it. But he's, no, he's not required to sing. He's not required to do anything. Was he conducting? He's, yeah, he's just sitting there listening to the ideas and writing in his book ideas, that, the lyrical ideas that start to come along. Because he's well known for his yeah. lyrics. He's, listen, he's listening to the... And then Bob Ezring comes in and he starts going, oh, I like this bit or I don't like that bit. And they start fiddling these songs together. And they're all these mad virtuoso... Don Airy's on fire. Ah. I mean, every, t every time Steve Morse breaks off, which isn't often, but he's... <laughs> Steve Morse breaks, and then comes Airy. Was that all right, like Bob? That. Yeah, yeah. He has he was, his arms yeah, was that all right? And then, and then Bob would go, "All right, Don, can you do a bit? Can you can you do something that's like a bit like?" And Don's like, "You mean like that, Bob?" Bob's like, "Yeah, thumbs up." Glover's there on the. So they write this, they write, yeah, that's right. They write this album, and then in the, in the meantime, they're sort of threading in the backstory of Deep Purple. So you start, you see them when they're young, and you can, Blackmore's in it. He's not. I mean, he's not in it. He's obviously not speaking in it because there's a long section about why they kicked him out and why Steve Morse is loads... not in it. Yeah, and <laughs> why Steve, Steve Morse is loads Steve better. Steve Morse, who isn't on any of the great yeah, albums. Yeah. No, no, he's but, so no, much but, better. But he's on this album and he is better. Yeah, like and, I said, oh, none of the great know, albums. And crucially, he's not a massive pain in the arse like Blackmore is. You know, Gillen and Blackmore... I mean, Gillen basically says, look, we just got to the point we couldn't be in the same room. That's essentially what happened. They were in the middle of a tour. I hadn't heard this story, actually. They were in the middle of a tour in Japan course and yeah do they have a tour anywhere yeah, else yeah middle of a tour in japan and blackmore came off he'd ref he said he said he was progressively doing this thing where he'd refused to do encores and all this and he just had the hump he just was fed up you know you would though yeah. wouldn't you yeah so 50th yeah. 55 55th, yeah. 55th tour oh, of japan I, that I, year yeah. do i want to go back out and play smoke on the water dun, turns dun, out no dun, i don't you know so uh so dun, 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 yeah dun, dun, yeah Sweet dun, child dun, in time, ah, you're going to see. See, I don't know, I don't know exactly why he bothers writing like. lyrics. He didn't, he didn't for that. But I can't, I'll tell you about the Because he always forgets them anyway. Yeah. He's even, we are king. Yeah. I, I used to do his PR, right, yeah. when he was Gillen in the late, yeah. in the early 80s. And they always used to end with smoke on the water. 
And some nights he'd forget the words. And pretty much every night he forgot the words yeah. of every single song. Yeah. But he told me he had this thing. He'd come up, oh, went down, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. you die. Yeah, and let the crowd cover it. Because the they, they know what the yeah, words are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they uh, kind of uh, explain uh, what happened to Blackmore. <laughs> Blackmore basically got fucked off and went home, you know. So they get Steve Morse. Who is it? I mean, he is... He's not Richie Blackmore, but he's obviously a brilliant guitarist because he's in the studio doing this amazing kind of up and down the neck stuff and all this sort of thing. Yeah. And and he's very much, it's where he turns around and he goes, look, I'm just, you know, happy to be in the band. I'm just not know. Richie. Yeah, I'm not, ri- I'm, and I'm not rich at this stage and I quite like to be. <laughs> so, I'm richier than yeah, I used to be. I'm richier than I used to be. With every tour of Japan, <laughs> I'm getting I richer. I get a little bit richer. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> But they're basically spunking. But here's the thing, which I thought was quite telling, was uh, when they go into the studio, he goes, goes, oh, we're in here for two weeks. Two weeks. I mean, two weeks. Two weeks in the old days. You wouldn't have set the drums up in two weeks. You wouldn't have chopped out a a gram of Coke yet and and opened up a bottle of Jack Daniels. What have they been? I mean, there's no chance to Skype or anything, yeah, no. is there? <laughs> so two weeks. They do two weeks in the in the studio, and Airy does this amazing sort of solo thing and all the rest of it. They think it's great, and then they go to Toronto, but it's only Ian and Roger. And here comes the lyric bit, and they listen to all the tracks, and they've got it's like the Metallica thing. They've got a notebook. And they're writing down lyrical ideas. This because this is how what we do is we listen to the music and we think, what does it sound like? Does it sound like the ocean? Does it sound like a cloud? Does it sound like a, a stampede? Does it sound like Steve you know? Morse going? Yeah. And so and then they cut to them recording this song. And it's this bloody song. And Gillen's written a, or Gillen and Clover have written, you know, a band song. So me and Jimmy were just young kids and he picked up a guitar. And Petey boy, he came along and he was the singer. Yeah, it's like that. I love it's it. like that, That's and fantastic. then he starts are they going. Actually, the words. Pretty much. Those are actually pretty much, the words. Pretty much, and then he goes. Uh, he goes. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, we've always wanted to write a band song. We've always, we've always loved those sort of songs. <laughs> yeah, like he makes a cultural reference. He goes, uh, in the, when they're in the studio, they, he, there's some bit where they, you know, he goes, why don't you go dubba dubba instead of dubba dubba He goes, Gillen goes, yeah, it's like the Kingsman or something. And you thought, fucking hell, how far are you going back? The Even Kingsman. I'm going, the Kingsman. The Kingsman. So, uh, what were they, Henry VIII? Yeah, it was like, so, or something. So sort of 1950s doo-wop thing, you know. <laughs> Man, you're In going England, back. probably do wop Yeah. So it's this mad film, and I thought, and it was actually in in how dull it was. It was actually very entertaining because you're watching them. You see, Gillen saying they've never written a band song before. Yeah. There was a song they used to do in Gillen. Right. So when he leaves, slash, kicked out, whatever, Deep Purple in the seventies, he, he forms formed, Gillen. No, no, he forms the Ian Gillen. Oh, he Gillen does. Band, yeah, you're right. The Ian Gillen IGB. Band. Yeah. Yeah. Ian Gillen band. Yeah. And they're sort of funky. It sounds like that thing you go into boots for. You go, oh, I've got a touch of yeah. IGB. Have you got oh, anything IG, for that? Yeah. yeah. Have you got anything for that? Have you got a... <laughs> We all. <laughs> oh, fucking IGB. Yeah. So, so he quickly changed that. They were sort of um, fusion y. You know, because oh, time in great. the 70s where That's great. Yeah. it's a little bit jazz funky, fusion. a little bit jazzy. Pat, Pat Matheny. Pat Matheny. Yeah. Pat Matheny. Yeah. Not. Uh, 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 mm. more. Uh, 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 
That's just um, what you want to hear. That's what you want to hear. And um, so Ditch's IGB forms Gillen. Gillen. Yeah. Grows the hair long Proper again. Band. Right down to his waist. Denims. Headband. Yeah. Even like just in a normal room talking to someone at 10 in the morning. Yeah. Headband. Headband. Um, and, and Gillen become a sort of a little bit purple-esque. Anyway, they had a song. I swear to God, every night I'd come on, they'd play it, and I'd be like, fucking hell, you know. No mobile phone in those days. What are yeah. you going to do? You've got to watch yeah. again. And it was called, I'm pretty sure it was called On the Road Again. <laughs> and it used to go like this. <laughs> We're on the road again. We're on the road again. On the road again. On the road. Oh, oh, oh. Dun, dun, dun. On Oh, dun, 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 you know, on the road. And yeah. at the end of it, this would go on and on and on. At the end of it, you go, and that was one called On the Road. Uh, <laughs> and you go, was it? Was it really? So I think he has Sick. written a band. He has written a band. This, but this wasn't was... Smoke on the Water a band Well, it's sort of, I mean, they're about being We all went bands. down to Montreux. Yeah. But this was about the, you know, this was about the, because he explained it, as he explained it, it was about the birth and the life and the death <laughs> Of a band. It was a cycle, a whole wow, life that cycle. that could be like a rock opera. It could be it? like The Circle of Life by Elton John. Because it moves us all. <laughs> Except Gillen's version wasn't as good as that. It wasn't as accomplished as The Circle of Life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah so, so uh, that was how it ended. Uh, that was uh, which point I which, turned which over. Which prompted you I to say, why don't we do Deep Purple? Why don't we do Deep Purple? Because, they, because the fact they're still going... <laughs> Is insane, you know. It's, and there's this. They've managed to transform a career that was at one point the biggest band in the world, where they talk about yeah. being the biggest band in the world, which yeah. they were. Yeah. Probably what well, is it when Made in Japan came out? They had a year where they did Made in Japan. They did Machine Head. No, and they, it was Machine Head, yeah. which was the big breakthrough in America yeah. that had smoke on the water. Right? Yeah. Made in Japan, yeah. which was again a considered innovative masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, oh, I've just kicked the main switch off the computer. That's good. And then there was um, Who Do We Think We Are? Right. It was 73. Right. That was the last album with Gillen and Glover yeah. before Cove oh, and Glenn Co- yeah. Hughes come yeah. in. Yeah. Um, but, but sort of 71, so around that, 72. They had a year where they were, they were you know, yeah. the biggest band in the world. They were also in the Guinness Book of Records as being the loudest band There you band go, in the you world. see, till Manowar formed. There you go. Then that just... Blew them out. The Absolutely. Absolutely. The black wind. Yeah, the black wind fire. Black wind fire and steel. That's right. Amazing. That's yeah. right. Quick sidebar, because yeah. I don't think Purple ever did this. Uh, when Man of War signed their recording contract with Johnny Z and yeah. Megaforce Records, they signed the contracts in blood. Yeah. Do you know well, this story? You must know this story. I, I have heard they did sign the contract in blood. I don't know whose blood. No, their own. Oh, okay. Not uh, Johnny but, Z's. But, but it's so fantastic because you know, you'd see them in the caveman outfits. Yeah. You know, they signed in blood. Yeah. Yeah. Just a thumbprint. That's right. Yeah. And then I, I imagine this big I, it was knife like a, where they cut their cut, arms. Yeah, but it was like a, tripped ca- onto it was like a cave painting. Yeah. Like a cave painting. Yeah. yeah. Of yeah. men in animal yeah. skins. Yeah. Metalling. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm saying to Joe, did that really, that really, he said, oh, yeah. I said, wasn't that a bit dodgy, you know? And he goes, no, no, we, we, we had a, a medical doctor and a nurse on hand to do the whole procedure for us. <laughs> I guess not the same. Yeah, so I think nah. they drew blood. Yeah, that's not, 
that's and then and then dripped it on and with a nib. Yeah, you know. they've See, gone not, down in my estimation. Yeah, no, exactly. You want a fucking hunting knife? Yeah. Cut a fucking gash yeah. down your arm. And then get, yeah, that's that's what I'm fucking pour blood all done. over the contract. Yeah, that's yeah, my signature. That's my blood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So Deep Purple didn't do that, but but um, in the early seventies, as you said, n- not only were they the biggest band in the world for a while, also the loudest band for a while, they were really considered innovative in a way that um it seems silly now but in a way that say led their closest rivals led zeppelin and black sabbath were not considered remotely yeah. innovative at the time sabbath were considered pretty much ne- neanderthal they were kind of like the british grand funk railroad very little was expected of them they were not highly regarded at all apart from the fans zeppelin similar I mean, when they find Zeppelin Four has Stairway to Heaven, and suddenly there's this moment where you go, "Oh, maybe there's more to them." Yeah, than just the rocky. I mean, there's always more. to Reinterpreting them. old blues songs. Exactly. Yeah. Deep Purple from the get-go, because you had concerto. Yes, concerto for group and orchestra. orchestra. Yeah. And this is a time of progressive rock for rock musicians. I mean, it was only a few years before they were saying there was outrage because some serious critic in the Times was comparing the Beatles to, you know, some of the great songwriters of the past. Um, Albums only started selling more than singles in 1968. So Purple kind of ride this crest of rock music is about intelligence. It's about albums. So it's a bit like if you used to love jazz or classical, you know, it's not about mm. I love you, you love me, oh how happy mm. we will be. It's about the meaning of life. Yeah, child in time. Because that's what the universe sounds like. When you're a child in time. Yeah, sweet child. Sweet child. Sweet child of mine. You're going to see the line. The line that's drawn between good and bad. That's right. See the blind man dun, dun, dun. shooting at the world. Dun, dun, Bullets dun. flying. Dun, dun, dun. Taking time. You've dun, got dun. to wait for the ricochet. What a song that was. And once you've made that, everyone knows you're intelligent. They know you're top of the class. Everybody knows you are intelligent, Rock. Top of the class, mate. So you had to be uh, a virtuoso on your your instrument. Had to be sexy. Well, Gillen. Sexy been Jesus in Jesus Christ Superstar. How sexy do you want to be? Yeah. None more sexy. None more sexy than Jesus Gillen. Yeah. In Ian Christ Superstar. Yeah. Unless you're Richie Blackmore. Yeah. Who is a man alone. He's just the Dark Lord. But suddenly it's Fireball. Yeah. All these amazing songs. Fireball, Speed King. Yeah. Smoke on the Water. Um, All the others. Child space t- Trucking. Space Trucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Space Trucking. That one, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. Good, yeah, good one. One of my favourites was My Woman from Tokyo. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what that's about, but it was good. 
I think it was a companion piece to On the Road Again. Yeah, and the band song with Jimmy and Peter. <laughs> Me and Jimmy yeah, in the old days. days. We had ourselves a band. Yeah. We used to not go to school. Yeah. No, yeah, that's right. We, we quit school. <laughs> quit school. It worked for us. Quit yeah. school. Yeah. And all of a sudden. Started playing pool yeah. with my daddy's cue. Yeah. Or forming a band. Yeah. That's very much how the lyric, how they arrived at the lyric, Roger so, and Ian. Deep Purple. Yeah, they all split into numerous factions. Well, but, but just to, in their pomp, they had hit singles. Zeppelin right. never had hit singles. No, no. Sabbath had one hit single. Yeah. Deep Purple had endless hit singles. They were on top of the pops. I yeah. mean, they really kind of were spreading the love. And they were regarded as every year. But who's the best vocalist in the music papers? Is it Ian Gillan? Is it Robert Plant? No, it's Ian Gillan. Yeah. Who's the best guitarist? Is it Eric Clapton? Is it Jimmy? No, no. it's Richie Blackmore. Yeah. None yeah. more black than Blackmore. Yeah. But then, I suppose what I was going to say is they had this period where they were that exactly that the biggest band, and then they've had many many decades since. Well, they just kind of reverted to, you know. Well, that's that's top, kind of top of the championship type team. Well, here's here's you know. the thing. Okay, here is my question. Okay, I mean, Led Zeppelin today. Uh, you know, you, you can read about them on the cover of a magazine. You can read about them in a newspaper. Mm. You know, they're just ubiquitous. Same with Sabbath. Yeah. Although that's much more a kind of a rewriting history job. Um, but again, it's it's regarded as a. A, a legitimate topic. So you might get Led Zeppelin on the cover, say, of a, a classic rock magazine yeah. or a Mojo yeah. or something. Yeah. Sabbath, despite their great age, you'd still get on the cover of a Metal Hammer or yeah. a Kerrang or something. Deep Purple you don't seem they're, to come anywhere. They're not, they're they're not, they're the, not, they're they're not, not even the on the cover of the Deep Purple magazine. No. They're a down page on that. <laughs> but... I mean, I remember years ago, literally fucking 30 years ago, talking to Jeff Barton on Kerrang! about Deep Purple, and he's like, nah. Yeah. Like, oh, well, okay. they made the, when they made the comeback in... in 85? Yeah, 85. 84, 85. Perfect Strangers. It was briefly a big thing, and then it very quickly fizzled. Perfect Strangers was a very good record. Perfect Strangers. As but the follow-up, The House of Blue Light, wasn't yeah. as good. Yeah. That's just a fact. Just a fact, I'm afraid. And also, I remember Rod Smallwood, Iron Maiden's manager, saying to me, the day Deep Purple ceased to be a legend was the day they got back together. Yeah, that's right. You have to, if you're going to get back together, you've got to get back together at the right time. You have, and, and you've got to yeah. sustain it. Yeah. But that's like, if, you know, if Zeppelin got back together now, mm. it would, you know, it'd still be exciting. It would. I, I think also Purple I mean, it would suffered... Be, yeah. Because they're similar to Sabbath, their back catalogue came out in all sort after CDs. You know, suddenly all one over the shop here, there, yeah. badly remastered. Zeppelin really, through Page, really curated their back catalogue. Yeah. I'm very careful yeah. about what they put out. Yeah, but Purple with their endless different managers putting out weird records in Japan. Yeah, and, yeah, but. You know, unlike those other groups... Well, I suppose Sabbath with Dio, yeah. But Deep Purple, when they lost the singer, Ian Gillan, and the bass player. Bass player, in fairness, not so much. But to lose the singer in 73, that's... 
That's big potatoes. Yeah. That's break up time. Yeah. But they don't break up. They they bring in these two absolute, fantastically talented, crazy guys. Coverdale, who no one had ever heard of, a complete unknown, who comes in with this amazing voice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Glenn Hughes, who'd been in Trapeze, who aficionados might have heard of, but basically no one else. And not only is he a more than capable bass player, but he's also got an amazing voice. Yeah, he's, but in he, a different yeah. register to Coverdale, so yeah, they can yeah. harmonise. He had a more sort of Gillany type voice, didn't he, Glenn Hughes? Maybe even think? higher than Gillen. Yeah, maybe he could get even higher than Gillen. He would have done Child in Time, surely, Glenn. Oh, yeah, he'd have done that bit. Oh, Something like that. Yeah. Um, Cover would have done the Sweet Child in Time. <laughs> and then Glenn did it. Yeah. Well... Um, that Burn album, I thought, was amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely a classic. Yeah. So here they are. They're off to the races again. First show with Old Cove. They're 300,000 yeah. in California. What could possibly go wrong? Well, everything. What goes wrong is that Glenn Hughes and Coverdale in particular... And Tommy Bolin. Want to, well, this is why Blackmore leaves, is yeah. because... Yeah, well, they want to go funk, don't they? Yeah. And they're exerting more of an influence. Yeah. Um, and the others who were sick of Blackmore are kind of siding more with them anyway. Yeah. Because there was no siding with Blackmore. You know, you, it's either do it Richie's way or... And even when you side with him, he's just yeah, going to change his mind yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Um, uh, and then Tommy Bowling comes in and it's drugs and it's that same kind of funky thing that, that torpedoed IGB. Yeah. Um, but worked for lots of other groups. Um, so they go down with the ship you know they go Sabbath goes Zeppelin goes and by 1980 you've got this priest ACDC new wave of British heavy metal and Deep Purple are kind of consigned that's Coco joining in he's a bit of a black being a black pug he's a Blackmore fan he's a very big he does not like Deep Purple Mark III or whatever they were called. No, he's not a he's Tommy Bolin man. Definitely not. He's No, I know Coco. I know. No. I won't mention him again. No. Did you like Tommy Bolin? He's not even going to... Silence. Don't even drag me into this. Silence. Don't even drag me into this. Yeah. So what's your favourite Deep Purple album? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, uh, this is part of the thing we were saying when Paige carefully curated each Led Zeppelin album and they each have an identity, I think, you know, the, the, the Zeppelin albums, um, especially that middle period, you know, from four and then Houses of the Holy and Physical Graffiti and that kind of real time where they were, as you say, expanding from the blues rock and they produce these kind of cornerstone albums, these albums that become part of rock history. Sabbath, similarly, you know, they 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 make Paranoid, well, the first album in Paranoid, but then once they start making Sabotage and Sabbath Bloody Sabbath, you know, they're like really different kind of sonically records, volume four, a great cocaine album, you know. It's hard to say that with Purple. They were on that, on that kind of, you know... Uh, constant rotation of an album a year so but even machine head you think yeah it's got smoke on the water what else has it got on it it's you know it's it's like not an album that i mean it's not like you go led zeppelin for okay yeah it's got stairway to heaven but it's yeah. also got you know yeah. black dog and all the rest of it i think also it, they 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 you know so I, what i'm saying is those albums don't have a particular identity i don't think and also it wasn't 
you know, Zeppelin was this vision Page had in his mind. Mm. He'd had for a long time of what yeah. he would do if he had his own group. Sabbath, um, unlike Deep Purple, uh, were a big hit straight out of the box. And almost because they they didn't have that endless variety to their playing that Purple had, they kind of, a bit like Maiden, they had this thing, this lane, and they stayed in their lane. And although they would augment it, essentially each Black Sabbath album was very much a Black Sabbath album. Purple, you go far far enough back, you've got Rod Evans as the singer. Yeah. You've got them having a couple of hits in America on a dodgy label called Tetragrammaton. Right. They come over here and they get rid of Rod Evans and they bring in Ian Gillen. Uh, Nick Simper, I think, was the original he bassist. Was, yeah. You know, there's this idea that because originally they were going to be called Roundabout, and the idea was was that people would join and leave, uh, join and leave. Yeah. It was a more of a sixties. Yeah, thing. a collective. Yeah, they didn't have this. I think by the time you get to Zeppelin and Sabbath, even though they made their first records at the very end of the sixties, it's a very much a seventies sensibility. You know, Sabbath Geezer told me that they all loved Led Zeppelin. And when they were making their first records, they would lie around on their back smoking dope mm. listening to the first Led Zeppelin album. Geezer said to the point where when they wrote Paranoid, Geezer was like, there's no way we can record this. It's such an obvious rip-off of communication breakdown. And then he went, guess who was wrong? Yeah. But Purple from the 60s you know their roots go all the way back to the searchers and things like that and and it's this 60s idea of you know nothing's permanent it's not a monumental endeavor yeah it's it's kind of an experiment we're going to do a little bit of that get rid of the singer yeah it just it was this kind of thing and out of that comes in rock and it was that third or fourth album suddenly it's kind of like they've stumbled on the right formula Mm. or the right approach uh, and they become one of the the trilogy of great heavy rock giants yeah zeppelin sabbath purple but at that moment are probably at the crest of it um because they're having hit singles and because they have all these songs that if you've bought a zeppelin album you're winning but yeah. if you haven't what the fuck do you know you don't know they're not on the radio so um but somehow this almost insouciance becomes the thing that I think has led them to kind of their career to sort of drift. Yeah, it has. Because no one really knows what the, who they are, what are they for? Yeah. Um, And I think they prefer it that way. You know, if they could be offered Blackmore back tomorrow for a one year mega. Oh, they'd never take it. Which is a shame. Yeah. Because it would be horribly painful, but for us, it'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, I mean, you would hope it would be great. You want to see Blackmore walk off. You want to see them come back on and go, Richie's not doing encore. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Good old Richie. Yeah, yeah. Because in Rainbow, Ronnie told me that there were times when Richie would, they caught him trying to escape through the dressing room window once before the show had even begun. Yeah. This is what you want. This is reality. This is the real deal. This isn't... um, I can't yeah. think of a good Whereas Gillen's, Gillen's very grounded. You know, you get the impression he's a very kind of grounded... Down to earth. Yeah. Yeah, down the pub type bloke, as he was when he mistakenly joined Black Sabbath. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, now you mention it, because we've just been talking about both those groups, what do we think about Born Again as an album? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I don't think it's as bad as everyone no. thinks. No, it's just that terrible cover that... Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Teasing. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it is, it's, it's one of those covers that's both great and terrible, isn't mm. it? You know. Yeah. Yes, it's terrible, because as, we, as Crusher has told us many times... It was slightly last minute, <laughs> but, but but and then Gillen kind of added to the myth, didn't he? Because Gillen said, "Oh, uh, you know, I saw it. I was in a car when I saw it, and I chucked it out the window." You know, so he added to the myth, the myth this. of it, and it's probably the most <laughs> one of the most famous covers in rock now. You know, I I agree, and what people always forget to mention is is that how pretty much every album cover Sabbath ever had, apart from maybe the first album. Was shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, what, what is it? Paranoid is the cover. Paranoid's acrobats pa- or something. Paranoid. No, it's a, it's a samurai jumping out from behind a tree. It's a blurred photograph. Is that what it is? Yeah, but the reason is the album was going to be called War Pigs. Oh right, till right, right, right at the last minute, right. and then they changed it to Paranoid. So the cover makes no sense of Paranoid. They had to change it from War Pigs because in America the Manson trial had just yeah, begun, right, right. and the record company was nervous, thinking, yeah. "We can't, you know, because yeah. piggies had been written in blood on the on the wall That's, of yeah, Sharon Tate's yeah. house, and yeah, it became a whole shit show." Yeah, so then Master of Reality is just actually now that famous piece of typography. That has turned into a Sabbath logo and has been used lots yep, and lots. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Vol Four was the Aussie photo. Back. It was the Aussie photo, like reversed, you know, negative. Yeah. So you're telling me this, and I'm having to really think hard. Yeah. Sabbath, bloody Sabbath, was good. It was the sort of the bed with all the girls. It was a drawing. Really? Yeah. So you're saying Sabbath, bloody Sabbath, was yeah. a bed, a drawing of on a the, bed with girls. Oh, maybe that's on the back, or is that on the front? I think they did two. They did two versions. There's a f- one front and one back, and there's a drawing of a bed, and it's got the girls on. The first Sabbath album sleeve I remember seeing that I thought, oh, I get it. That's that's fun for them. Yeah, was Heaven and Hell. Yeah. Where you've got the angels smoking joints. Yeah. Good one. <laughs> Hell yeah. teacher. Yeah. Um. So so anyway, but born again, yeah. Zero, oh the hero, yeah. And, I thought there was some good and, stuff on there. Yeah, what was the other? Oh, I can't remember what was on it. Now. I can only re- ever remember no. Zero, the hero. Yeah, Zero, the hero. So maybe it wasn't that good. But so <laughs> what? He was in it. He did it. Did you hear? Because you know they started doing smoke on the water as an encore. Yeah, they did. Paranoid. Yeah, and or was it smoke, smoke on the water followed by paranoid? One probably. of the two. Yeah, yeah. But you know, then Bev Bevan joined as the drummer. He did didn't from he? ELO. Yeah. And they were going to do Mr. Blue Sky. Yeah, no, they were. They were. The old they fucking were. No chance. They rehearsed it. I don't. Oh, like you imagine Gillen singing that. That's how he sang. Do you know the words? Mr. Blue Sky. No. I'm not I'm coming uh, on today. Of your, of, your, hey. of your many unlikely stories. I'm telling you, they rehearsed yeah. it. Yeah. When I was researching my Black Sabbath book, yeah. Symptom of the Universe, which everybody's heard of. You know. um, someone told me that in there. I don't. I don't know if, it, in fairness, I don't know if it was Mr. Blue Sky. It might have been. Um, it might have been. Um, telephone line 
I don't, I, it sounds like complete nonsense. No, no, me. seriously. Dun, 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 dun. You're happy again. Dun, dun, mm. dun. But. Sun is shining yeah, in yeah. the sky. But this, was, <laughs> but this was at the high point of the sort of ludicrous roundabout of former Deep Purple members mm. who, yeah. you know, all of a sudden you had, yeah, you had Whitesnake, you had Gillen. Well, yeah, in Whitesnake you had Coverdale, mm. Pace yeah. and Lord. Yeah. And Glover at, yeah, one, at point. one Yeah, so you had all, all of those guys in Whitesnake. In Gillen, he goes off and does his thing. He has John McCoy, he has Yannick Gers, he has... Uh, Mick Underwood. Yeah. Yeah, Colin, Colin Towns, Towns, Colin Towns, who's doing do, the all. Do, yeah, do, 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 do. You have Rainbow, who also have Roger Glover and Richie, of course. And also, and then, wasn't was he in Pace in Rainbow? No, I don't point? think he ever no. was. Don't okay. think he ever was. He was Don in, Airy was. Yeah, though. but then yeah, Don Airy was. Don Airy is now in. So for years and years and years, I suppose the point is these guys have been going in and out of one another's bands. Don in Airy, and out of love. Don Airy, he was a lovely man. I mean, was at one point the ultimate ligger, wasn't he? You know. He just was a beer. Well, he was in everybody's yeah. group. At one yeah. point, Don was Don played with Ozzy. Yeah, yeah. I think he was probably even in Sabbath at the time when it was like Cozy yeah. Powell, yeah. Don Airy, Neil yeah. Murray. Yeah. The yeah. ultimate super group. Yeah, yeah, that's right. What are we called Neil this Murray week, was guys? In, Neil Murray was in White Snake, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. 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 So they're all doing this stuff with, because they're so reliable. I mean, Neil Murray's sort of rocks. Don Airy, you know, he's just. Rock solid, absolutely rock solid. You, you. So, so there's this great family tree. There's this deep yeah. purple family tree. But what I want to know, because you talking about seeing them on the telly, I was watching uh, the telly a few years ago. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say six or seven years ago. Yeah. Seems like yesterday, and it was breakfast television. Right. And I'm not. Do a, they do they still have that breakfast television? Is that still I, on? If they do, I don't watch it. No. I, I hate television in the morning. But I, I was—I don't know where I was—but the television was on, and um, I'm, you know, flick, yeah, flick, flick. And suddenly there's a band, and uh, yeah, a rock band, and they're and it, going outside now to the car park where yeah. they've got the rock band. I thought, who's this? Vaguely familiar, yeah. and um, they start playing. I'm still none the fucking wiser. And then Gillen starts to sing, and I realise it's Deep Purple, but old, you know, and. Um, <laughs> And it just seemed, they were, it was completely incongruous. That's what I'm trying to say. It, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't like, oh my God, it's yeah, Led it was, Zeppelin it was, on was, breakfast yeah, TV. Yeah, it or, sort of, yeah. It's Sabbath or yeah. whatever. It was deep purple. Deep purple. Yeah, the it was fuck like are they? puppet show and spinal tap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do yourselves a favour, boys. Don't go on TV. Yeah, yeah. No, no, just keep touring, you know, wherever the Scorpions tour these days. Yeah. You know, Russia. And See, it's amazing that that is the level they're at. You know, they're... As you said, one of the three founding bands of heavy metal, and you can't give them away. If I if yeah. I bring up magazines and talk about Deep Purple, they're kind Don't of like yeah, 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 yeah. I remember talking to Metal Hammer. It's like five years ago, and I was saying to them, "But they're Lars Ulrich's favourite band." Yeah, you know, trying to get some connection. Yeah. They're like, yeah. Yeah. "What about Trivium?" They just don't shift the needle, as they say. Yeah, they don't. And, but why is that? Well, I don't know because they, they, that uh, the film I was what the TV program I was watching, they're fine. The tour they finished just before they started recording this album had, had climaxed with one night at the O2. 
So that's the sort of level so they were So probably no other UK games. Yeah, I don't know. So it's like, I mean, there's a fair few thousand people at the O2. It's really like 15,000 or mm. something. But mm. it's one night mm. and it's... And no other UK dates yeah. probably. Yeah. That's how that's done. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, I, I loved Deep Purple as a kid. Um, absolutely. She makes you see. Yeah. She makes you yeah. see. Yeah, she makes you see. Yeah. She know. puts your glasses on. Yeah. My woman, woman from Tokyo. Tokyo. Yeah. She's it, too good, good for me. I think that, that you couldn't really tell whether that was me or the music. No, it was the music essentially. And it was called Who Do We Think We Are? And what they was? had loads of cuttings on the album, the album oh, right. on, on the sleeve. And it was all these letters and reviews from the music papers just basically saying what horrible bastards they are. Yeah. And I thought, I love this. This is so, for 73, this is so yeah. clever. Yeah. They so I think magic. they were super clever. But I think losing Blackmore, for yeah. whatever reason, and losing John Lord, bless him, for other reasons, I think removes them of the creative nucleus yeah, that made them right. yeah. more than just another good rock band. Yeah. It made them unique and exceptional. That's very good. Thank you, John. That's very good. And on that bombshell... On that bombshell, farewell. Fare thee well. Fare thee well, Deep Purple. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave us a review, share it with a friend, or plain old subscribe wherever you listen to it. To Getcha some conversation online, follow us on Twitter at GetchaPod. Until next time. This has been a No Filter Media production. Say what you want.